Welcome to the Mindset is Art podcast, where you take a few minutes to go MIA, spend a little time to create your own sense of inspiration, clarity, momentum, whatever you like. You paint the mental picture you want to have. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Leedy, and it's time to go MIA because Mindset is Art starts now. Recently, I was working with a client who said, hey, I have a huge speech coming up in three weeks where I'm representing my company in front of hundreds of people, but I am scared shitless of public speaking. So, okay, we start disabling a few of the fears around public speaking, reshaping his mindset. It starts to become pretty obvious that the associations he's created around public speaking are pretty one-sided. So I said, okay, let's do a little experiment here. How do you not want to think and feel? What mindset do you not want to have in public speaking? And before I even finish the sentence, he starts replying, you know, I don't want to be overthinking what people are thinking of me. I have my mind racing on everything that might go wrong, getting sweaty hands, tensing up, a shaky voice, blah, 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 blah. You know, he goes on an absolute tear, like he's been thinking about it nonstop, which he probably has. So I say, okay, let's set that aside. Now, how do you actually want to think and feel? What mindset do you want to have around public speaking? And he goes, hmm, probably about a five-second pause. And he goes, well, you know, probably, I guess, confidence, certainty. feel like the people who are watching are genuinely interested. It was just basically this slow, discombobulated explanation, like he'd never even really considered it. You know, it took him so long to come up with anything. And when it came out, there was just very little clarity around the state that he wanted to have. Can you see the problem here? All too often, we know exactly the mindset we don't want to have, but we have very little clarity on the mindset we actually do want to have. And ultimately, this becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Whatever you're fixated on is what will become your reality. So what is the crucial first step in creating the mindset that you want to have? Well, it's to know the mindset that you want to have. This may sound very obvious and overly simplistic, but quite honestly, it's pretty often overlooked. I talk to a lot of people who want to improve their mindset, but quite often they have very little clarity on the mindset that they actually want to have. You know, our brains are really objective pursuing machines. It's like a high powered GPS that takes you to a state of mind based on whatever programming you've entered or defaulted to. Really the problem is we don't usually set a destination. We usually just go with whatever the default is. And if you have much more clarity around the mindset that you don't want to have, then that's your programming. That's the destination that's in your GPS. So you got to be intentional if you want to shift it. And this kind of reminds me, it's like the, uh, the tale of two wolves, which is essentially there's a grandpa sitting on a rocking chair talking to his grandson. It's about our ability to influence our own minds. And he goes, son, there's two wolves battling inside of all of us. One wolf is evil. It's anger. It's envy, jealousy, doubt, fear. And the other wolf is a good wolf. It's joy, peace, love, humility, confidence, forgiveness, kindness. And the grandson thinks about it for a minute and he asks, okay, well, which wolf wins? And the grandpa replies, whichever one you feed. So which mindset are you feeding? Is it the one that you want to have or is it the one that you would rather avoid? Well, if you don't have intentional clarity around the one that you want, you can guess which one is getting fed. So this applies to your career, to your health, your relationships, public speaking, really anything and everything you do in your life. And if you know how to create the mindset that you want, then you have the opportunity to get out ahead of the associations that can develop intentionally. So our tool for the day is the power of association. There's a very common phrase in psychology that says neurons that wire together, fire together. Donald Hebb is a psychologist. He came up with this back in the 50s. 
And its application here means that in order to enhance your mindset, first you need to know the one you want to have, and then you can fuse it into an area of your life if you have consistent repeated thought, therefore rewiring those thought patterns together. So how does this actually work? Well, here's a little example from my life, and quite honestly, this is a really freaking sad story. Years ago, four of my close friends passed away in really quick and tragic ways. It was a really tough time in my life, but I was really fortunate that I knew this crucial step one of creating the mindset that you want to have around something important. So after each friend passed away, I spent time thinking about how I wanted this to affect me, how I wanted to think, how I wanted to feel, how I wanted to remember my friends in the future. So after a lot of deep contemplation, I decided that each time I thought about the guys, I wanted to have three things that would come to mind. The first thing that I wanted to come to mind were the best memories that we shared together. So I spent probably, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour filling up an entire sheet of all of my favorite memories with them, just writing them all down. And the second thing was what were the parts of their character that I admired and that I wanted to try to emulate in my own life? Same thing. I just spent a bunch of time writing down what all of those were. And then number three, I decided that every time I thought about this, I wanted to feel as if it was my duty to live my life more fully in the memory of these guys, to really live to the next level, to go for things that I may be afraid of doing or trying or starting, and to really appreciate the beauty of life and the fact that I am alive and have an opportunity to experience it. And so shortly after the deaths, you know, I was very intentional about forcing myself to have those thoughts. And obviously there were and still are a lot of other emotions that come up that are normal and healthy. But ever since that day, I've always brought those three things to mind every single time I've been intentional about it. And now it's automatic. When I think of the guys, I automatically think of all of those positive things around it. And those thoughts are so intertwined with that experience in my memory that it's just automatic, comes naturally. And it's refreshing. It's focusing. You know, I gain a sense of inspiration when I remember those guys. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I got to go out, do something where I genuinely enjoy the fact that I'm alive today and really appreciate it. And it's very easy for this not to be the case, right? It would have been very easy to adopt a very different mindset about the passing of some of my best friends, especially with the way that society tells us to view death. Right? If you adopt society's expectation of how you should process death, it's very sad, it's very dark. And it's not that those things aren't true, but it's how are you going to use it? How are you going to remember it? Because we have the power to create memories in the way that we want to. We have the power to associate thoughts and feelings in an intentional way. So you know, are there any areas in your life that you know you've built up a negative mindset around something? You know, It's important to take time to reshape the way that you're thinking about it. And another example that just came to mind, my neighbor invited me to a rave. This is probably two years ago now. It's not a professional event where they're monitoring the decibel ranges of these speakers, right? It's just some guy with a loud ass speaker out here blaring at full volume. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, this feels way too loud. I have sensitive ears in general, and I could just feel like my ears were freaking bleeding. I was like, I know this is way too loud. And I wake up the next day, and sure enough, my ears are ringing like crazy. And I'm like, well, you know, I've been to a lot of concerts. That's normal. I usually have ringing in my ears, whatever. I wake up the next day, and it's still ringing. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. It usually goes away by now. But I'm like, I'm not going to freak out about it. You know, if it's still bothering me tomorrow, I'll do some homework, figure out what's going on here. Sure enough, the next day, full volume, my ears are still ringing. And I'm like, shit. So I go on, you know, all the WebMD, I do all my homework. I realize that I probably have tinnitus or tinnitus, however you say this thing. 
basically you've mowed down the little hairs in your ear that pick up sound and now they're constantly receiving this input which is that buzzing sound and what i see is yeah you'll have this for the rest of your life it just is what it is deal with it and so i'm like shit i kind of start freaking out a little bit and i go i'm reading through all these comments that are saying like people are absolutely freaking out they're like make the ringing stop it's like people in all caps just freaking out in all these comment threads and i'm like oh my god like i do not want that to be me i do not want this to be if this is something i have to deal with for the rest of my life i do not want to think of it in a negative light so i go to the beach later that day and i sit down stare out at the ocean i think to myself what is the mindset that i actually want to have around this freaking buzzing in my ears and as I'm sitting there on the beach, I remembered something that I found while I was doing research, which said that it's, you can very easily go completely deaf from overexposure to loud noise. So I thought to myself, wow, first of all, I'm very thankful that I did not go deaf, that I did not wake up and not be able to hear anything that next day. And I just started to notice sounds and I started to notice the waves crashing up on the beach, kids laughing in the distance, you know, people walking by, having a conversation, the seagulls coming by, you know, and I, I just was so appreciative of the fact that I could hear still, you know, my hearing was still really good. It's just this light buzzing in the background, big deal. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I need to be appreciative of the fact that I can still hear. And I started to go through all my five senses. You know, I am so fortunate that all five of my senses work and work well. So I started noticing after I went through the sounds, I had noticed the sights. I started looking at the colors and the shapes and the sheer beauty that was around me and was so appreciative for the fact that I could see. And then I started to notice smells. So I was smelling. I'm like, gosh, it's so nice that my nose freaking works. And my sense of touch, I was feeling my butt sitting there in the sand. And actually, it was kind of funny. Just at the moment that I thought of touch, there was like a sea breeze that blew this mist onto my face. And I literally got shivers down my spine. It was just the craziest timing. And I decided right then and there, I was like, every single time that I hear this buzzing, that I remember the fact that I have ringing in my ears, I will force myself to go through every single one of my senses and be appreciative for the fact that I have them. So I always do that now. And quite honestly, since that day, I have never felt bad about the fact that I have ringing in my ears. I really haven't. It's actually been a positive thing for me because I genuinely take the time to appreciate the fact that I have all my five senses. So would I go back and remove that experience? Honestly, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't because it genuinely has been a positive thing in my life. And so long as I continue to think these thoughts, which at this point are mostly automatic, I'd naturally just go through that repetition. So the moral of the story here is that you can genuinely choose the mindset that you want to have in any area of your life, as long as you spend the time to think up the mindset that you actually want to have and force yourself to think those thoughts long enough that they associate, that they wire together and fire together to create that automatic response. And you really got to be disciplined with this. You got to get good at acting fast. The mind actually only takes 30 seconds to process short-term memory and then to throw it into long-term. So you really don't want to be lazy and sit around thinking, oh yeah, that's a great idea. I love it. I'll get to it tomorrow. You know, all the time that passes is formulating new associations that get really buried into the mind. And I mean, a side note here, you know, if you have associations that you know really don't serve you well, they can be changed. If they're really deep seated, it just takes a bigger overhaul, but it's still very doable. So don't ever think that you're stuck, but you got to get good at acting fast. So it doesn't have to come to that. And that brings us to our tool of the day. And that's to form a new mindset intentionally. 
So this could be around an experience in your life. It could be more general, just about your career, your health, or a relationship. Or maybe you have freaking tinnitus in your ear, tinnitus, however you say this thing, and you just want to create a better mindset around it. Spend a few minutes writing down the mindset that you want to have and really thinking about how can you reframe this in your mind to be something that's positive. And just like the client I was helping with public speaking, you know, we got super clear on the state that he wanted to have. We covered a few tools to deal specifically with the fear and the stress, but we really got clear on the mindset that he wanted to have. He calls me after he's just on cloud nine. He's like, dude, I absolutely killed it. I felt so confident and comfortable. I almost had a moment where I switched into that old state of mind. And then I took a deep breath. I remembered the state that we wanted to create and it was just like automatic. It happened naturally. So what is crucial step one for creating your desired mindset? know where you want to go set that destination be intentional about the way you want to think and feel about different things that are happening or have happened in your life take that time to create the mindset you want to have instead of letting circumstance habit and default just rule over where your mind goes so that's what i have for you today say if you're interested head on over to cjleady.com join the mailing list so you can stay up to date on the book launch new podcast episodes and other mindset motivation I really appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. Say it would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating and review or share this with anybody that you thought might also find value. But more than anything, I just appreciate you being here. This is the Mindset is Art podcast. Thanks for going to MIA with me today.